Hello. It has been a while. It's been a very long while. It's Joe, with Joe's Universal Compendium, and uh, it's the first episode back during this whole epidemic. And I have a familiar face with us. Go ahead. Hello. Hello, it's me. My name is Ali. I've been on a couple episodes before, but uh, it has been a while. Um, you might also know me as Six Pounds of Shrimp for 99 cents on Instagram, which you should totally follow. Please, I'm really cool, I swear. I upload art sometimes. <laughs> I should really start making more art. Maybe I'll draw during the podcast. Who knows? He, he, he practiced this a lot by the way like he, he he sat there while i was getting ready and he was just practicing and practicing. yeah you know i was practicing all the colorful words i can say <laughs> ones that will definitely get us banned probably um so yeah. <clears throat> this isn't gonna be like a really organized episode in a sense but like we're we're just gonna be kind of like getting caught up to speed <laughs> so there's a lot that's been happening since well, uh covid dropped its mixtape I like I like the, since COVID drop hottest thing. <laughs> Yo, the mixtape was not good at all. But like, Yo, people, are, people, are, you know, they're they're really. Never mind. That's way too dark. <laughs> I was yeah, about to say, no, oh, I, dude, they're dropping dead. It's bad. But it's really bad. Like, I, it's honestly, really bad. Honestly, I pray for everybody who's who has to work in this, and I'm really oh, dude. Them. And, I uh, I feel so bad for all those people, and also just like anybody that like, lost somebody from this too. Yeah, I I haven't. I don't want I don't want to go too long this because I don't want this to be like depression cast because I'm pretty sure everyone's sick of it and just wants that escape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like I haven't I haven't talked to like my grandmother in a bit. It's like a whole thing. Um, but we're gonna get through. We're gonna get through like everything else, right? Yep, like everything else is what Americans do. Just, just, do. just. Just focus on uh, video games and such, like everyone else. Like I'm fucking playing some video games, uh, which is you know that that could be a real good segue. Let's talk about what fucking video games we've played since since this all went down, which has been a lot because now I have I don't have more free time, but I I am home more, so I can play more console games. Yes, that's that's the biggest issue. It's like you realize that like a lot of your time is spent traveling more than actually doing anything. Oh my dude, when I was during this whole right, actually, you know what? You know what? One thing that is nice is back when I um back when uh COVID wasn't a thing, I would have to commute to school and it took me an hour and a half to commute every fucking day and then an hour and a half back. So it was a fucking pain in my ass. Yep. But um well now because of COVID, um I don't have to travel as much, so I essentially have an extra like nine hours in my week. Yep, and that's a lot of time when it sits there and it piles up because you can't do anything else. Exactly. So, first thing we're going to talk about is the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life of video games, and we have a lot of them. Not necessarily, literally, a lot of them, but there's a lot. There's a couple that dropped at like the perfect time. Uh, two of them being. Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy 7, the remake. And mm -hmm. I haven't touched the Final Fantasy 7 remake. I have quite a few friends who've already beaten it. Quite a few friends that I believe are about a third to halfway through. But from what I've heard and what I've seen, the game looks pretty fun. So, 
Um, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Final Fantasy VII, honestly. I don't have a lot of experience with Final Fantasy in general, other than word of mouth. There's only one... I've I've touched a lot of Final Fantasies. Like, I've played, like, the first, like, hour of a lot of them. And 14 is the, is the only Final Fantasy game I really play. <laughs> Which is true. That's fair. I mean, like, Final Fantasy 14, like, I don't play it myself, but I know, like you do, like, a lot of people that do play it. And everybody that I've talked to that plays this game, they're like, this is probably one of the best Final Fantasy games ever made. I'm like, sure. Um, I don't know. I want to, like, I guess to start this off, like, my history with Final Fantasy 7 is, like, it's, like, one day I, like, traded i think i bought this off a friend used back in the day before like retro games were like oh my god blah 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 yeah um but i like bought it off my friend and i have four copies of final fantasy 7 already <laughs> i have it for the um i have it for the, the ps1 i have it for the ps i have it for the ps3 slash vita i have it for the pc and now i have it for my switch <laughs> and each and every time i never get past midgard so, I'm not going to buy the Final Fantasy Remake if I'm not going to get past Midgard anyway. I mean, that's fine. Uh, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think this is, like, the full, full game. No, that's it's... that's the joke, because yeah. um, it's only Midgard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, is kind of funny if you think about it in your situation, because if you never get past Midgard and you still don't get past Midgard in this one, what kind yeah. of life? What are you doing? <laughs> I just, I just, like, I... I just never never really took the time to sit down and play it um i remember back in my youth when i was like oh i'm gonna get into final fantasy i always heard everybody talk about it i had gotten it i had got final fantasy 7 for the ps2 now what final fantasy 7 games on the ps2 dirge of cerberus and that game's not great <laughs> that is true anybody who didn't know that you probably were better off not knowing that unless if you were a collector or a diehard fan well, I, I, I was playing it, and I was just like, is this the Final Fantasy VII everyone always talks about? And I just fell off the series mad hard, because I was a dumb, stupid kid. It's, it's okay. It's so, okay. It's okay. It's actually during those times that we find a lot of different games that we probably either not going to like or unexpectedly like. Because that's around the age when I came across Tales of, and that's a whole different story. I need to, like... Going to get into... Dude, I gotta. I think I have like I have the one for the GameCube, and I have I have like a bunch of like the ones that came out on consoles. I think those are like the mainline ones, but I know there's like fifty Tales games. Yeah, not not as many overseas as with Final Fantasy because almost every Final Fantasy has made it overseas. Yeah. Um, sometimes under different titles, like I know um, Final Fantasy two for us is a different one for um Japan and vice versa and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. um. Tales of does have some off games for the PSP that were like just kind of like side games. I have one, I think, still somewhere in like my treasure trove, trove of like random games. But that's mm -hmm. that's again that's another story for another time. The remake for Seven visually is stunning, mm. like very stunning. And no, like, I think I I would like Loki say this is like the best looking PS4 game. Yeah, they it, it if it came, if it looked any less than what it did, honestly, I think everybody would be pretty pissed because they've waited longer for this than Final F and then Kingdom Hearts three and the Last Guardian combined. And Shit, that's probably true. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
for that that was a very we waited very long for those games. Now the last Guardian was a really good game. I um, waited fucking thirteen years for um fucking Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts three. So like, shit, dude. Yeah, and Kingdom Hearts three. I will leave that to the fans to decide if they like that or not because I will never touch that game, ever. Well, you'll never play uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Never. Yo, you're whack. How could you? Bro, how could you? I, bro, I look. Listen, I gave the try. I gave the series an honest try. I played the first two, almost beat the second one in a week. But like, there's a whole, there's a whole personal reason with this whole series on top of like the weird gameplay and story, which Lit. sometimes I can get over depending. But like, you know, it's, it's if it's personal, things. I'm not gonna get into it because that's that's your shit. Yeah. But Kingdom Hearts two Final Mix, one of the best games ever fucking made. I swear to God, we're also really bad at staying on topic because we were talking about Final Fantasy, and we we haven't even talked. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII, the game neither of us have played. Uh, <laughs> uh yes, full disclosure. That's like one of this one of the few games on this list I didn't play, but um, I have been keeping tabs on it, and I have not heard many bad things. I do know. Um, spoiler alert! Not really like spoiler spoiler, but they did make some changes because it is a remake. What those changes are, I know what they are, but I won't tell you, but I will tell you that you'll probably be surprised. And you'll well, I'm like, like surprised. Them. I'm surprised there isn't more like outcry of like people going, what the fuck, they've ruined Final Fantasy 7. Because like those those decisions sound super weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I, uh, I have no strong feelings either way. I'm just... That's pretty much how I feel about it. I mean, like, we we will get those final outcries probably within the next week or so after everybody has gotten their hands on it that's going to play it and they settle with it because that's what happens with um Final Fantasy. It's like Final Fantasy Thirteen is the best example of this. When that game first came out, I pre-ordered it and paid it off and bought it and I played it. When it first came out, when I was still playing it, I was blinded, my guy. That game was so beautiful back then, like... I was like, yo, this is crazy, like, oh my god, and then, like, I stopped after some point, played Tales of Vesperia, and tried to play that game again, and then I was mm-hmm. like, what was I doing? You know, like, how you just, like, kind of get slapped in the face when you go back to something stupid, and you're like... Oh, no, it's the worst, when yeah. you when you, when you you remember something's more beautiful in your fucking head. Yeah, like, that, that, that lie, that lie that you tell yourself, that's what Final Fantasy Thirteen was with a lot of people when it first came out. That's how I feel about whenever I look at um, Sonic 06, because I remember when Sonic 06 was coming out, those cutscenes looked fucking gorgeous, dude. And I was like, Sonic is the fucking best thing ever, dude. And then the game actual came out, and it was like, arguably one of the worst games to come out that year. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think it was arguably the worst Sonic game to come out in the series. And that's saying a lot because there are some pretty bad Sonic games. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I digress because that game was good for one thing, and that was speedrunning. As I mm. have a friend who likes to speedrun, he says that game is the best game to speedrun because it has so many bugs. <laughs> Again, getting back to track, where we haven't touched Final Fantasy VII, I have touched Persona 5 Royal. And I, uh... I haven't touched Royal, but I've played through Persona 5. Uh, my, my my friend got me the um, Persona 5 Royal, 
as a gift and i was like oh my god thank you um so i still i still have to play through that i'm just like busy with like schoolwork still and stuff but i i do want to get back into that uh after after uh after a after i finish another game that is on this list that we'll talk about later yeah but i will say this about uh persona 5 royal there's been a lot of people who are, who've been talking like, I don't know if it was worth the $60 re- remake price, whatever. Within the first two dungeons, there was more content revised, re-edited, and re-patched and put into this game and work done to this game that not only monetary-wise, they could not physically or possibly do it as just a patch update, but there was no need to. On top of almost entirely there's like almost double the amount of voice acting mm-hmm. and there's all new there's all new animation sprites there's like there like in the original persona 5 there was a lot of conversations that didn't have any like um character arts or anything while they were talking every single time that there is a main character talking their art is on the screen these characters that's that's super good yeah like it, there, there's a lot there, there's a lot that they did outside of like just outright changing certain things like they did quality of life changes they did updates to fights like they did a lot of work to this and i highly recommend if you liked five i think you'll really like royal a lot mm. it, it's got it's really fun like it's the only i i i've been talking with my friend about it and um i i'm not the biggest fan of persona 5 i love persona 4 and i love persona i love persona 3 and i mean to get into the other ones um, my biggest thing about Persona 5 was just, like, I really didn't like a lot of the writing past the first dungeon, and I feel like a lot of the character writing was really weak in some areas. Um, I think especially uh, a lot of the characters do just become, like, one-dimensional. But I hear that in this one, they've really made an effort to, like, to, like, write out some things, like, like, a, like I'm trying to point some some things i'm just gonna spoil persona 5 regular yeah that's fine uh, without without giving away too much but uh with makoto i really did not like makoto it's kind of become a meme with my friends of like (laughs) of like how much i fucking hate makoto and like they'll present her and i'll be like oh she's garbage it's gotten to the point where my girlfriend as a tease to fuck with me she was like, oh, I got a special cosplay just I want to show you. And she's like, what? And then she went to the bathroom and she came out and she was fucking dressed as Makoto. And I was like, what the actual fuck? And my girlfriend has not played through the first dungeon of Persona. So she doesn't even know who Makoto is. She just made that whole cosplay just to fuck with me. Um, I love my girlfriend. She's great. That's so funny. That's so funny. Dude, but fucking... um, One of my biggest things about Makoto that I really disliked was um if you've played through the regular persona she just kind of shows up and is tasked with oh i have to like hunt down the phantom thieves right yeah and it's like oh like okay like that's a weird thing to give to a high schooler but whatever i guess um and she goes around and she basically like fucks up and drags us into a problem where like oh now we have to now we have to like now we're basically enslaved to these drug dealers and they're gonna bust us and stuff and she like joins the phantom thieves and immediately from like the second she joined she goes what you guys like don't have a plan like you guys suck i'm gonna be in charge now and i've never really liked that because a lot of people are like oh it's really strong and really empowering but for me it was just kind of like who the fuck are you like (laughs) you just showed up 
we've been doing this shit. Like we 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 successfully did this shit twice, and the only reason we're here is because it's your fault. Um, and it's like a whole bunch of other bullshit, and like it never really goes past that. It just goes like, like like even her social link is a lot of, oh like I don't know how to have fun, and then you go through her social link, and it's oh like wait a minute I uh, I don't need to have fun because I'm already perfect, and it was just trash and i really didn't like it yeah no like i understand that a lot like for me like when i played through the first one the only social links that i prioritized was hifumi tei kawakami and like a couple other ones like the kid Mm -hmm. the kid in in the gun range with the hot hat Mm -hmm. i prioritized those in royal i don't know what it is I am almost done with Ryuji's. And like See it, I don't know, it's like it's like they the I don't know what it was. I think it's just like just the the quality of life changes and I think they changed some of the um happenings in each of the uh confidant links. Because mm-hmm. some things happened that I didn't notice that happened last time, up to a certain point. So it's like they're more involved. It's more in depth. It's like they took what every. It's like they took a lot of the things that everybody complained about from the first one, and they tweaked it a little bit, which was really good. And like, yeah. Full disclosure. This is technically a spoiler, but like nothing like too bad, because this is something that technically happened in the first one. My favorite confidant rank. That I complete. That I like went through so far. Was Goro Ketchy. Mm-hmm. And I want you to fully understand what I just said as a sentence. My confidant rank that I fully went through with Goro Akechi. Yeah, but you go through that in the base game anyway. Differently. I mean, he's like an actual social link now. Yeah, you yeah, know, I heard that. And I really am excited for that. Because Akechi was like another thing where it was like, I really wanted this like light versus L like cat versus mount like escapade like i wanted the pretty boy idol detective to like shit talk me on the tv and like to go through that and like i really hope that in this game i get that which to what what the way you're saying you're about to say it 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 sounds like it, it is bro to this date like since i like where i am currently in the game like i'm like close to the um I'm close to where the I'm close to the I'm in the last dungeon I think right now. I'm at Cheeto. The last dungeon in the new game or the last dungeon in like in in reference to the old game I'm in Cheeto's game I'm in Cheeto's dungeon right now. If we refer to the okay, old game, right? Okay. I did yeah. Catchy's uh, thing up to uh, as far as I could get it done. Mm-hmm. Until the story like basically tells you you can't. Yeah. And. One of the uh, one of the arcs in that, I was so surprised at what happened. I literally was just sitting there on the edge of my bed, like, "Yo, what? Yo, what? Yo, like legit, like it was insane. Like I, that is my favorite one so far." Okay, so I want to play this game. I want to get in, and it sucks because I feel like by the time I really start to get in. Uh, everyone's gonna be finished, and I'm gonna be like, oh, like, I know my my friend, uh, Rachel, she was like, oh, like, message me, like, message me your thoughts on the game, and, like, I'd love to, because, like, like, I think Rachel's real cool, 
but like not even just that like my friend jackson like everybody's like oh hey like tell me your thoughts when you when you talk about this game i'm like cool okay i will um but i'm definitely gonna be playing this game a lot slower than everyone else's because people are just fucking blitzing through this dude like it, if like they really are like even i'm kind of blitzing through it but like it's literally been the only thing I've been playing, so it's like it's yeah. I've been playing it for like what since like since it came out basically, so for like a good two three weeks now, and I'm about eighty ninety hours in. It's mm-hmm. worth it. But I will tell you this: it is going to feel like you have more time and don't have more time, and doing a lot, and at the same time you're blitz. It feels like you're blitzing through it, but at the same time you're not. Yeah. It just feels like the game has a better flow overall, but like I anybody who has a chance to get Persona 5 Royal, I highly I highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I mean like I still I still fucking love Persona. Persona 4 Golden is like one of my favorite games of all time. Um so I I can't recommend I can't recommend Persona Persona enough. Uh I think Persona 5 is really good if you just have a PS4 and you're just like, "Oh, like I want to check this out," especially Oh, I I think it's a really good jrpg even if you're not a fan of jrpgs yeah but that is enough of persona 5 royal because i could talk about that for hours mm-hmm. but then i'd end up spoiling everything and i don't want to do that to everybody yet um yeah i want to give everybody time to finish the game because that's only fair uh there are some small news that uh has happened but um before i touch that i do want to touch on one of the other major games that did drop that literally everybody and their children and their children's cousins and their children's cousins cousins friends are playing that is the game called animal crossing <laughs> um you got turnips, bro? <laughs> bro i haven't even gotten to the turnips again this is like a game that like i've been playing uh it was a gift um and i just like haven't had the chance to really like, I, like i've been playing it a lot but I'm so bad at, like, actually completing the tasks because I just want to, like, dig and, like, find fossils and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think this game's really fun. I've been playing it a lot. I've been visiting my friend's towns. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to... There's so many different points I could, like, talk about. Um, but, no, this this game's real fun. I've been having a blast just, like, getting gifts and mailing them to my friends or, like, going to my friend's town and, like, writing art on their billboard basically like to mark that i was there and it was just real fun yeah so the biggest thing with uh animal crossing is it has a lot of the it, it's very similar to like real life in a sense where like you're doing a lot of stuff and you're trading a lot of stuff but like a lot yeah. of people have been taking advantage of the fact that you can visit other people's islands like what uh what you guys did for your girlfriend like having a birthday party on their island and like everybody is doing like everybody's having birthday parties or having like these little dates you know on other people's islands you know selling and buying this and that getting these do it yourselves going crazy guy fieri has an island he has an island in, in yo guy island. fieri's playing this yo there was a twitter post that went out from guy fieri and he was talking about flavor town he has flavor town in animal crossing yo what a what a king Bro, like it's hilarious. Like I think my favorite, um, like I don't I don't know what's the word to to look for. I think my favorite stand up comedy skit 
about Guy Fieri is some guy basically just goes like everyone seems to shit on Guy Fieri and the only thing this guy has done is like follow his dreams so I don't know what the fuck's up with all this yeah I, I, I agree like honestly like Guy Fieri he, he's got he's done pretty much everything he's wanted to do he's got his own restaurants he's got his own restaurant chain he has two very successful TV shows on the Food Network and Diners, Dive-Ins and Dives and the grocery guy Fieri's grocery shop race thing i forget the exact title of it but those shows i watched them both and they're both fire Mm -hmm. it sucks to watch them because you get hungry but they're fire they're yeah no i can yeah but going from that like that's that's why i'm really happy animal crossing was able to drop when it did because everybody's getting like getting their connection through people in video games whereas like if this was like 10 years ago or whatever I'd be like what are you doing blah 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 why are you doing that and yeah like, it's like it would have been just rich clue it would have just been like down to like the normal gamers or like even casual people who don't really play games like that are getting into animal crossing and it's like it's a really cool thing you know kudos to Nintendo. yeah no it's definitely really cool um i i i think definitely this game is like really fun now especially because like with, like, the improved add-ins to, like, online and stuff. Like, you can just, like, mail people gifts and stuff. You can just, like, visit each other's towns and, like, check out their stuff. And, like, the online is really limited. But I've seen some people make some, like, fun stuff where they're just, like, oh, well, um, like, a bunch of my friends, they'll do, they'll do like, party games where they'll bury, like, a bunch of bells and people can, like, find the bells. And it's really cute. Yeah. Um, I like Visiting people's towns and checking out what they have in their shop versus your shop. The biggest and thing just helping. with it yeah. is um, the surprising amount of flexibility of things you can do with the game. Yeah. Like, from, like, what you were saying, like, digging, having video games over there, watching things. Yeah, and it's definitely really fun, like, like you said, because of, like, because of the virus, like, we're not allowed to see each other's friends. So, like, you know, kind of being able to visit our Animal Crossing houses has been a really nice replacement uh all according to keikaku you know at nintendo <laughs> but it just oh it really it really is just really sweet like i like i couldn't celebrate my my girlfriend's birthday with her so i threw her a birthday party in animal crossing i like got her a cake and everything and it was really fun yeah, but, yeah. No, i really like the way that happened and like there's there's not much you can there's not much else you really need to say about that game like honestly it's like it's got its own story it's got, it's got its decent like decent enough story it's got enough quote quote action because you know everybody gets mauled by these spiders for some reason that they can't kill yeah and the left side of the spiders or the spiders like will fuck you up like somebody I remember somebody saying online that like the spiders in Animal Crossing can smell fear and they feed off of it you have to go into the coffins or you will die (laughs) you it's it's definitely uh uh, they're horrifying. They're horrifying. The only thing I can really say negative about this game is I wish it was more of a town simulator than the like like the previous game. Okay. Because uh, this one, it's more about like kind of like Minecraft creative mode of like building your town. But in the other ones, you were kind of like in a town and you participated. Like you had like a whole shopping district and stuff. Cap'n had like really cool islands and stuff and it was just really fun and in this one I feel like it's just more how pretty can you make your town yeah no that's fair I mean like 
that's that's understandable. I can see where I can see where that can come in. It, it's a little bit of a give and take. You lose some things and you gain some things though. So we we can live with this for now. Overall, besides yeah, it's gonna be the last Animal Crossing too. So Hopefully. yeah, most definitely. I, I I I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Just uh, it's 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 fun, and I think people. I I'd like. It's weird to recommend Animal Crossing because if you just talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, you like build and you you have like a town and yeah. all that jazz. But like when you think about it, like as of late, like there are a lot more games like that, like Starview, Minecraft, Terraria, mm. and like you sit there and you think about these games and you're like, all right, well, if they can do it, why can't we also recommend Animal Crossing? And it kind of works out, like honestly, especially being on the Switch, like, oh man such a such a good game to be on the switch but moving on into uh animal crossing's best friend doom eternal <laughs> first the first thing i want to say is that the memes that came off of this from Crossing oh the memes of like doom and and animal crossing and Do doom eternal and animal crossing were fucking great dude they like were they were so, so much fun so fire! It's like just the just is Isabel coming from uh, Animal Crossing, like yeah, can I get my copy of Doom Eternal? And then Doom guy showing up was like, yo, I need my copy of Animal Crossing, and like the visible confusion that would be on a normal person's face who isn't like a like plays games a lot would be hilarious because they'll see oh yeah be like wait why is this dude wait wouldn't you be here for Doom Eternal like I want oh I love I love those ones where it's like one one copy of whatever it was it was great um. But, as but a game, Doom Eternal. Have you played Doom Eternal? I have not gotten my hands on it because I was not ready to buy it. Yeah. So like, obviously in this kind of situation, it's going to be a lot harder to get it for a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you could buy it digitally, but I'm like a real stickler for like physical games and stuff. Same. I like uh, physical games, and I don't have a lot of space on my Xbox memory right now, anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I did end up picking up Doom, and it's fucking great, dude. I think this is, like, one of my favorite games of this year. Like, just straight up. Like, I think this... Like, I'm looking down the list of, like, what else is coming out this year. Uh, I have to actually look at that list again. Uh, but this is this is by far uh, one of my favorite. It's yeah. super good. It's yeah. super good. Like, really good. I, I, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't crazy about the last one, Doom 2016. Um, I just really didn't like that gameplay a lot. How it was like real. I have like a lot of, of a lot of weird feelings, but I think Doom 2016 is fun. But I don't really, I didn't really like the the pacing of that game, and I really didn't like the gameplay of it because it was just like, it was just like oh like, like it, it just all the it all felt samey after a while. There was no real differentiate. Like I can't remember one moment past the other moment for this game. Uh, the level design was really bare. It was like, oh, you're in a spaceship or you're in hell. I like the general like theme of it. Um, but in like the last one, your weapon selection didn't really matter. Like it was just, oh, what gun should I shoot them with? And it was like, well, you can use the shotgun or you can use the machine gun. Is there any real difference to use any of these? And it's like, no, just whatever you feel like blasting them with. Yeah. And like, it was fine. It was just chaotic fun. But what I love about this game and what I fucking adore about this game is that every weapon matters, yep. right? So every weapon has like a specific like function 
you can use, which is which is great. Um, gone are like the weird upgrades that don't really matter. Instead, now like specific weapons. So like one type of enemy, you need to shoot a grenade in its mouth and it will swallow it and then it will stun them. Another type of enemy needs to take be taken out with this weapon and it causes like so much cycling. In the other game, you had a chainsaw, but there was no point to chainsawing enemies. In this one, you actively had to like chainsaw to get your to get your um your your uh, your armor because your your ammo because you're gonna just run out of ammo. You have to use the flamethrower to get to get uh armor. You have to like perform glory kills for for health. Like like it's such a really tight battle balancing act of like you you just have to like think in these battles. And I'm playing it on like a higher difficulty. And it's it, it, the best way I can kind of explain it is like. The fights almost become like Devil May Cry esque. Like this feels like if Devil May Cry was a first person shooter. Yeah. Because of how you have to juggle these weapons, how like when you're in a battle in DMC, all the different enemies, like they all have different attack patterns, and you really have to memorize and like dash between them. And the way you move in this game is super fun. Like you have like a grappling hook, and you have like the dashes, and it's just it's such a fun back and forth. Dude, no, like that's that's the biggest thing. Like, I watch, I I have a couple people that I watch on uh, Twitch, and uh, one of my one of the guys that I like to watch, he played do he played through Doom Eternal, and I watched him play, and like the pace, the pacing is so incredibly ridiculous, from what you were saying with the swapping the certain weapons to dealing with certain things. To... You you really gotta like focus in on these battles like, like, like there's it's still chaotic and it's still fun but it does require that like extra level of thought and i fucking love that yeah like it's it's honestly ridiculous like you know it's like you have so much you have to think about in the span of like two seconds because like depending on the yeah. difficulty you put it on oh god you're dead like that's just how it is like it's honestly insane and like i love that in the game and i was watching it and i was like I really wish I had this game right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it, and I love how like unapologetically video gamey it is. Like, I've kind of like games have tried to be this like big cinematic like masterpiece. And I've almost forgotten how like when games are just like like I like I saw like a one up, just like of a Doom guy's helmet. And I was so like taken back by like oh like there there are lives in this game. Yeah. Like, it was just so foreign to me. Uh, and it's really fun. Uh, and, like, like I was saying about, like, the level design. In this one, they decided to go for more variety. Um, so you have, like, Doom Guy has, like, a, a fortress of doom, basically, like, space space uh, station. And he'll go to, like, an ice world, or he'll, he'll actually go down to hell. Uh, like, every level has, like, a different aesthetic. Like, one was, like, a castle. And it was just really, really fun to go through each and every one. Yes, that's... And oh, there are some games that are missing that kind of thing. Like they're like, we, it's fine to have games like Final Fantasy VII Remake, which are visually stunning and like basically like playing a movie. But you can never get away from you. You can never have too much of what your core is as a gamer in the sense of like, this is just a game. Like you're going in balls deep. You're gonna you're gonna fuck some shit up, and that's it. Like that's that's just what it is. Like. I'm gonna get as many lives as I can, kill as many enemies as I can, get as many upgrades as I can, and we're gonna go through this, and we're gonna go balls deep, and that's it. And it's like, not a lot of games do that. It sucks, but like, at the same time, it's understandable. But like, that's one of the main reasons why I really wanna go and pick that game back up, because it looks, oh man, it's so good. But like, Yeah, 
it's 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 just fucking it's it's great it's so much fun yeah i um i can't i can't i can't recommend it enough um if you like doom 2016 you will like this there's a lot of fucking brainlets online that are trying to be like oh they've made doom like too complicated and stuff but i think this is like the right amount of like cathartic but still you have to like think because the other one was just really brain dead and in this one i do like the more focus on whatever yeah. uh i i can't thank it enough i like can't thank the devs enough for just like they did such a good job and ever oh, yeah. and i really hope they don't listen to this online community of people who are like oh like i really don't like how complicated they made it because fuck those people yeah because like the, the people who ask for too much end up bringing games to ruin biggest yeah. example uh gonna get off track here is borderlands 3 in my opinion I, I I didn't I didn't pick it up. I know I I know um fuck Randy Pitchford. Um there's that whole thing he did recently uh which we can get into in a little bit if you want to keep talking about Borderlands 3, but what were you going to say? Well, basically with Borderlands 3, it just felt like they tried to appease some people too much. Mm-hmm. But they made they made some good changes some good changes for like the gun pool and everything else but like they didn't it didn't feel like they stayed true to like what borderlands was when they made it and what made everybody yeah. like it in that sense if you get what i mean like the story didn't feel as good like one of my friends who's a, a huge he loved the borderlands series he played through it and i was going to pick it up because i wanted to play it with him and then he told me he's like i already beat it the first time and he's like eh don't pick it up. It's not worth it. It's like he, he's just like, yeah, it's not really worth it. Like I'd rather just play through Borderlands Two again. And like that right there was like, damn, that's that's kind of sad. Like you get that much hype and then it's just like it kind of pilters down. Like that's kind of very bad. Yeah, no, like it always sucks when you're like disappointed with the game and they go in a direction that you don't like, which is like happened to be a lot. And it really sucks because like a lot of people would be like oh, you're such a, like, contrarian about this. Like, why can't you be happy that it exists? And it's like, it's like if I'm complaining about a game, it's because I love it so much that I want to, like, see it improve. And I want to talk about, like, oh, well, I liked this and I like that. And, like, kind of the the where, the where direction and the story of, like, why this is happening. Yeah, and it's like, there's nothing bad with going in a certain direction, but the direction has to be something that can be translated through the game. And people have to be able to feel that, like, this is a good translation. Good transition. Because, like... Yeah. The biggest thing is, like... It didn't feel like the story was there for some people. If I remember correctly from... Well, I I know that the biggest thing was, like, people really didn't like a lot of the writing in 2. Because a lot of the writing in 2, it was, like, really meme-y. Yeah. Uh, Even though I do think there was some really good moments. Like, I loved the final act with, like, Jack and uh, his daughter and how that entire battle went and it was like really emotionally draining and tearing um it was just really intense just seeing how like just watching jack just like break down and being like look please don't kill my daughter please don't kill her please don't kill her and like she's just like no you've like abused me for too long like this is my one chance of like taking action and it was just real uh it was just a really real moment because Jack in that entire game was just this like haha you know you know fucking diamond horse and just being a piece of shit just laughing the whole time and just it was it was at that moment you see how like weak and real he was 
and yeah. just it was just one of those things where like as a player you're looking him say all these things about his daughter and you're just like no jack wouldn't care and the whole time he's threatening like if you do this i will come down there and kill you and he actually does come down and kill you and kill like um roland and it was a really just like sad intense moment because it just was like oh everything he was saying about her was true and it was just a really intense moment and just i don't know it was really mature for borderlands um i don't know it was just a really good moment i really wish that they had went more into that but this is also coming from the same company with a fucking maniac who's the ceo who's the biggest piece of shit if you want to talk about that <laughs> if we we're no talking about to, new stuff no need to speak about that because we all know and we don't want to spend about another 30 minutes talking about Randy. I'm just, I, I'm gonna just be real quick, but like this just came out like last week, but apparently, um, Randy, uh, so, so, so with uh, in Gearbox, they've kind of like paraded around this whole thing that like it, after a game sells, we'll give a percentage of how well that game sells to our employees as like a bonus. So, like, they basically. Uh, Gearbox pays below the industry wage, mm -hmm. but tries to say we'll make up for it by giving you a bonus when, depending on how well the game sells, right? Which is like really fun. Not not fun. It's really good in the sense of like, oh well, these employees they'll they can sort of make some money after uh, after they ship out a game, which is good. But it really sucks that like that comes at the cost of them making less money currently. Yeah. When it's if it was an actual bonus, they should be making like proper wages and then get that on top. Not basically holding that shit hostage. Yeah, that's actually kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So Borderlands 3, which I think is like Gearbox like most well-selling game of like all time or something like that. I have to like look this up. But it's Borderlands 3 sold really well. Yeah. And apparently Randy Pitchford came out and was like, oh yeah, well, you guys aren't going to get that bonus. Like, it's not happening. You guys didn't make enough. And it's like, okay, but that is like, that is like your most selling game. There's probably not going to be another game that comes out that sells that much. Why the fuck are they not getting this bonus right now? Yeah, that's actually kind of ridiculous. I did not know that. That is really scummy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a whole thing. And, like, it's one of the reasons I, like, refuse to support Borderlands 3. Uh, <laughs> just because, like, Randy Pitchford's a piece of shit. And, like, yeah, I feel bad for, like, all the employees and just everything that's happening to them. And, like, he's kind of the cause of it. And I really wish that... Um, I really wish that it wasn't like that. I could just like enjoy this game. And everybody who who wants to play this game, like feel free. Who gives? Who fucking cares? I'm not gonna sit here on some moral high horse and be like I'm better than you because I won't play this game. Uh, it's just something I'm not for. And yeah, you can play it. You're, you're sticking to your own morals, but you're not gonna deny anybody else there. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force it out to someone, especially because like at the end of the day, it's a video game. And if I if I look back hard enough on every video game, I'm sure I could find a piece of shit. Of course, but you know that's. That's there, and this is now, so... Yeah. We, it, and, Border, and Borderlands isn't a game that I'm crazy about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if if Devil May Cry 6 comes out, and it's like, oh yeah, the director, like, beats his wife, uh, I might... I might I might have to buy it used, buy a second-hand copy, to not directly support him. <laughs> but it's like a whole thing. 
Um, just Borderlands Three. It's a it's a video game, I guess. Yeah. So moving on, there's a couple more things that uh, did get announced. Um, fantasy for anybody who likes uh, Fantasy Star Online, Fantasy Star Online Two is officially out for Xbox, and the PC version will be coming out next month. So if you don't have it for Xbox, I don't remember if it's going to be on PS4 or not. If it is, it'll probably be out the same time as the Xbox one. I know it's coming out on Switch. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, the PC one is definitely coming out next month, and the Xbox one I know is out now. So I, if you want a good game to get into, like, Fantasy Star was one of the few first, like, really online, online kind of games back in the day that we really played. That was, like, that was, like, it's kind. Like, no, there weren't too many that was like Fantasy Star in particular, so... So I don't I don't know too much about Fantasy Star Online too. So like if you want to like explain what it is, it's just I never really looked into it because I was just like, oh okay, well this is never coming to the West. I'm not gonna look into it because I don't want to be like jealous and upset. All right. So Fantasy Star. Like, so basically, like, did you play the first Fantasy Star Online at all? No, no. I, I know nothing about this franchise. The old, the closest I've gotten to this franchise is costumes in Gravity Rush Two. <laughs> all right. So Fantasy Star is like. It's hard to say because, like, it's technically part of the Star Ocean thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not. It's, like, its own thing. It's kind of like how Shimigami Tensei and Persona are, they're, like... Yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're like same, same franchise, but, but they're, like, spinoffs. Yeah, they're, like, completely different from each other. It's the same yeah. thing. Fantasy Star Online was... The first one I the first one I touched was on the GameCube. And it's, think... What's, what's the best way? Design-wise... It reminds you of, like, futuristic tech-style things, you know? Because it's, like, it's futuristic, like, 2044, 2060 kind of things or whatever. I don't remember the exact details. Cause yeah. Because it's been a long time since I played Fantasy Star. And I was actually really looking forward to this way back in the day. Mm -hmm. But, um... It's essentially, like, about as anime as you can get with designs, character designs, like... The futuristic armor, that kind of style, where like now is is this like an MMO? Yes, this is an MMO. It is an MMO that's going to be on the that's on Xbox and P, uh, uh, PC for next month. It is an uh -huh. MMO style game, but it does have its own like little things. Like think like um, similar to what Bless Unleash is doing, something similar to that is what I would say, or something like similar to Black Desert. But, like, it's in a really anime-ish kind of style. It is a really good game, because it was one of the first to do it back in the day, as far as I personally remember. Because, like I said, my first one I played was on uh, GameCube, and I think that was Fantasy Star Ocean 3, or Star Ocean 3 till the end of time. So, uh, no, not 3, 2. It's been too long. But when I played the... Because I, I did play the first one on Xbox 360, and then, like, I heard about the second one, and then... I heard about the second one about halfway through the 360's life, and then now it's just coming out, so... Like, because I haven't been following it too much, I really don't remember too much, but... It is a really good game to get into if you like that style of animation, story-wise, blah blah blah. Like, it's really good. Like, it's a lot of fun, a lot of customization you can do with all the characters and all the sub-things you can do, and the general world that it's set in as well. Because, like... Well, I'm looking at it right now, and, like, I really am enjoying the character and, like, these, like, mech suit designs. Yes. And, like, the amount of customizability. Um, is this something you have to... Is this something you have to pay for, or is this something that, like, 
is this is this subscription based? Is this something you have to pay for up front? Uh, is it free? But there's like microtransactions. Like, what's up? I don't remember if this one's going to have microtransactions, but it, I do know it is free to play. Um, uh huh. Yeah, and yeah, it's free to play, and no level cl- no level caps or block story content. So it might have some microtransactions, which you know does happen. I'm not sure if it does, but I do know that it is free. And that was like one of the biggest things about this game. But looking at it and everything else, it's like, yeah, no, this looks much better than what I remember seeing when I first mm-hmm. saw the original trailers. Oh, man, I actually cannot wait to download this later. Like, I'm looking forward to this. But Yeah, let me, let me know how that is. Because, like, I'm looking at some gameplay right now while we're talking about it. And it looks real neat. <sighs> Sorry, I'm no, just okay. exhausted. The, time, the, the, the times have all melded together. We don't know what time it is. We don't know what time. Yo, the like concept I, like of I mean, time has disappeared. Bro, it's just one day, and we sleep sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. But um, Fantasy Star Online too. I highly recommend to anybody who wants to get a game for the Xbox or PC next month. It's definitely worth it with the mech styles and everything else, the animation style, the way that it looks now too is just outstanding. So, definitely worth it. Uh, Moving on from that, we do have the news for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which, me, one of the things I've been doing, because, like, I've been, like, kind of tied back the past couple months, and, like, the only real thing I was able to do was, like, play a little bit of Overwatch and play, like, one game. But Mm -hmm. I didn't really have... I was working twice as much. I was always out. So it was a Switch game I was playing. And I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I played a lot of it. I have currently probably almost 200 hours put into that game. And I'm on my second playthrough right now. Yeah. That game is amazing. Mm-hmm. One, one of my favorite games that I have on my Switch by far. The first one looks amazing. The Definitive Edition, the graphic, the graphic update in general. When you look at the graphics from when the, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 first came out on the Wii. And what it looks like now for the Definitive Edition... It's absurd. It, it's like mm-hmm. a completely new game. Oh, I've seen. I've seen like people have been like comparing like the trailer, the, the cutscenes, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's it's fucking wild. Not only that, you were getting the same thing where Xenoblade Chronicles Two got the Legend of Torna. Mm-hmm. Definitive Edition is getting another like side expansion with the uh, main game I forget exactly what it's called off the top of my head right now or features I think it's features cross or features connected or something like that mm-hmm. but it's set to connect between Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 and then there was a couple uh, easter eggs thrown out to all the fans who played Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 and I'm going to leave that to you guys to watch the trailer for because everybody in the comments will watch trailers to tell you but some pretty cool things are going down with that game, and that's something I'm looking forward to. Now, there is bad news when it comes to games, too, though. There is one really big delay that got announced a couple weeks ago. Last of Us 2 is in de- is indefinitely delayed. And a mm-hmm. lot of people were looking forward to that because it was going to be coming out this year, and it was looking, honestly, breathtaking. Like... The game looked very... Like, from what we saw, the game looked really good. Like, really good. 
And I'm saying a lot because a lot of people who've played The Last of Us, the first one, they... I hear nothing but praise for that game. I've never heard anybody really talk bad about that game at all, ever. Well, let's change that shit today. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll be so fucking real. I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> fuck Last of Us, dude. Fucking... I hate that game. I think that game is just the most like pretentious garbage I've ever played in my life. I just like like I know people are gonna be like, oh, but what about like X actual bad game? And I'm like, it, that's whatever. I think this game is just it doesn't try and be anything. It doesn't try and say anything. It's just what if we took like if this game was a movie, no one would give a shit, right? Yeah. But this is the most like let's just make. And a normal ass movie about like what if the humans were the monsters the whole time uh, and like all this irrelevant ass shit and it was just I don't know I remember I've tried playing this game like I, I've played through this game multiple times I've gotten to winter and I was just like okay well I'm done and <laughs> my friend was like oh no it's really good you should like finish it and they're like oh and then we're like we'll play it together and I just the only thing I remember is like breaking the AI because the AI is really dumb <laughs> Because it's just, it's just, it's not that, it's okay. not fun. But this, this is the good thing about that kind of stuff, though, because, like, different opinions bring different, you know. Yeah. Views. Like, anybody could like this game. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, you just have to know it's not a good game. <laughs> and you're wrong. Uh, the other game that I was kind of upset about that got uh, delayed was Cyberpunk. I was personally looking forward to that. I was ready for that. Yeah, it got delayed. I don't even know if there's an official official uh, release date again because they delayed it before. For uh, I know, I know both of these games have got no. I know, I know with I know that Cyberpunk got delayed a couple months back, um, yeah, and they yes. were like, "Oh, we're gonna release it um, later in the in the fall." But I don't know if it got delayed again after that. Yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure I heard something else afterwards, but like nothing like concrete. So, like, I'm just, like, kind of waiting for the day to come. Because that one got delayed for other reasons, which were good enough reasons, honestly. Because it got delayed around the same time as uh, Doom Eternal did. Yeah. This is now getting delayed until September, which is, like, which is fine. September yeah. is not bad, especially because, like, if it was coming out now, like, Doom, Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy... Uh, what other bullshit's coming out? Like there, there's so much coming out. Yeah, um, I know Neo Two came Neo, out too, which neither God, of us have played. That's another game that like I wish I was able to reserve. Like I wish I had the money to get because that game looks amazing. amazing. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it it looks super fucking good, and I cannot play it. Or rather, I, it's like I I, I want to play through the first one because that the first one came out at a time where I didn't really have. I had a whole lot of bullshit. Um, also, Wonderful 101 Remastered's coming out next month, which everybody should fucking play because that game is amazing. Um, I, I, I would like to believe that if everybody funded that game, we would get a remaster for Beautiful Joe faster. But you yo, know, bro, that's bro. Not... I I met Kamiya. He's a nice boy. I love him. You're a lucky man. But uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it for like a lot for the core of the game news. Oh, and there was one more thing. Um. Anybody that has PlayStation 4, as of today, until sometime in May, they're giving away two games. They're giving away the Nathan Drake Collection and Journey for free. Completely free. 
Like, all you have to do is go down. Yeah, the as their, like, stay inside thing, which I'm actually going to download right now while yeah, I'm on I, this computer. Uh, I'm going to go be doing that a little bit later. I was just busy downloading um, Guilty Gear Strive because I, uh, I got an extra code for the beta. Wait, wait, you got an extra code? No, no, I don't have, like, extra. Like, a friend gave me their extra code, so I was like, oh. oh. So I got lucky. Um, that's downloaded. I'm going to be playing that tomorrow. That's going to be really fun. Uh... So look out for that. But as as far as like game news, like that's more or less. It. I mean, like this was supposed this this month was completely destroyed because COVID dropped its mixtape. But at the same time, we still got some things to come out, and it was very worth it. Like these games coming out was really huge. And there's one other game that I completely glossed over that I'm very mad that I glossed over because mm-hmm. I still can't buy it. What what game? Ori and the Will of Wisp. Did that drop too? Dude, it dropped earlier. It dropped like right when everything started to go to heck. Like literally, like the week like everybody was like really starting to stay inside. That was the week that it dropped. Like sometime around that time. Yeah, no, I never, I didn't play it. Um... All right, so anybody who doesn't know the Ori series, Ori is phenomenal. Like. When I'm talking, like, this is, like, an indie game, but, like, when I say this is an indie game, this is an indie game in the same light as, like, Child of Light, Hollow Knight, um, what's, what's another really good, Stardust View, um, like, Ori is a phenomenal, phenomenal platformer. One of the best that I've played in a long time, like... And Will of the Wisp is better by like yeah like Will of the Wisp is not only just as visually stunning, they took everything that was good from the first one, made it mm-hmm. better, and then gave you more stuff to play with because like you didn't have a like the story is not story is not that long like most platformers don't have like crazy long stories like, their stories are like four six hours tops sometimes eight hours depending on how crazy it is but like that's like yeah like those those are like long long ones the platformers are usually like straightforward and this one i was like four or five hours in and like it still all felt fresh four or five, hour, five hours in but the difficulty of it was also very nicely done like it wasn't necessarily like oh you know you just gotta kill everything like you could not fight certain bosses like you had to like understand how your the mechanics of your abilities worked in order to like progress in the story, which was really cool. And like one of the, one of the biggest things is uh, from the first uh, from the first one, there was a boss fight where you spent the entire fight not fighting but running away from a thing that was quadruple your size. Like you're like this little spirit looking like little ghost thing, like a little animal basically. And, like this is giant black pissed off base like gargantuan owl thing that's like literally out to eat you like and you have to get away from it and like it was really cool because the way they had it is like if you stayed out in the open for too long he would swoop in and like you're dead like you're gone that's it but like just like that yeah just like that but like you you had to find a way to get around it and you could they didn't make it impossible but it was hard and that was what i really liked about that and will of the wisps was better 
just straight up better. And like, I'm very upset at myself that I wasn't able to get it because of that time, because specifically because it has a physical copy. And when things have physical copies, I prefer to have the physical copies because it's easier to transport. Yeah, transporting my whole Xbox. And it takes up less memory, but that is it for me for video games right now. Yeah, um, that's kind of like all I played. I just played um, Doom and Animal Crossing, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I will say, though, instead of playing video games, I've been splitting my time between reading some manga and catching up with some manga and watching a lot of anime. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about a lot of anime right now because I will be covering that later. I have yeah. set up for that later. But um, when it comes to manga, I know you said you just caught up with, like, three or four yeah, I just like read a fuck ton of manga um this this break. So, we are back and I know we just talked a lot about video games and um what we were going to get into was manga. Now, specifically manga cuz like um I know you were talking Ali about things that you had just finished catching up on. So I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on those particular series. Um, shit, I need to get the Google Doc back in front of me. Uh, one thing that I did finish recently is uh, a really popular uh, Eastern manga that I think everyone is a really big fan of. Uh, they just recently had a cross promotion. <laughs> I say recently, but it was probably like a year or two ago of a, of a very popular fighting game. And it's just it's just really blown up. And I think... Uh, it finally concluded. I'm, of course, talking about our favorite manga, The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, so I, it's so weird to talk about Walking Dead right now because I remember before everybody was into it and, like, people were just like, shut the fuck up and, like, everyone just got real sick of it. It was, like, the, the big thing. And, like, especially now on TV, there's, like, four TV shows and I'm pretty sure they're all garbage. Uh, people are still watching it. Uh, I was someone who read the comics. I fucking adore these comics. I think they are really good at just like creating characters, creating moments, and like it was especially during that time when everything tried to be like, oh, you don't know who's gonna live or die, man. It, you know, like oh, like it's like it's like Game of Thrones. Um, oh boy. Yeah, it was like that that era. And like I still like it for that sense. I just I just do like just like oh no anybody can drop dead and nobody's safe. Um, but they, I so I've been reading these comics for like ten years. I usually pick up the compendium when that comes out. Um, a compendium basically will have like forty eight issues, and they just dropped their fourth and final one came out. And one thing I really have a whole lot of respect for this is he didn't make it a big deal. And what I mean by that is, like, a lot of TV shows, a lot of, like, everything will be, this is it, the final season. Uh, you don't want to miss this and stuff, and you know the end is coming. So one thing that he really wanted to do was release this final issue, and there was no fanfare. It just dropped it as if it was any other issue and just said, the end. And it was such, like, it was just a big plot twist and really refreshing, and... What I really love and respect about it was just he just took his work so seriously and really wanted to make this comic the best he did and edited it in a place where instead of dragging it out, he just was like, no, I just want it to be 
Like, I want it to have a satisfying end. And he talks about the worst thing about, like, movies and stuff is when you look at the time and you see, oh, there's, like, five minutes left, or, oh, no, we're at the third act. Oh, no, it's been about two hours. Like, you, you, you get it in your head, and you're like, well, I know it's going to be ending soon, so there can't be much going on. Where, like, this, it was just out of nowhere, and I really loved it. That's actually really nice. Like, a lot of people, very few people do that. Um, one of my favorite manga that I've read was not able to do that, and because of that, the one he's working on now, which is set in the same world, isn't necessarily as nearly as good as like it could have been but um yeah in the same retrospect one of another manga that i really enjoyed that i wish people would read called sengoku yoko was ended very peacefully it was only like 99 chapters 100 chapters something like that but yeah it was done very well it had multiple arcs you watch certain characters grow literally before your eyes. Like, it was very well put together. And, like, it had a very satisfying ending. And he didn't drag it out at all. Like, right when you thought he would probably, like, when most people would probably try to kind of drag it on, he pretty much ended it, like, right there. Like, he tied up a couple loose ends. And then he gave everybody a little bit of an epilogue. Give them, like, a little taste of, like, basically what they do now after everything's yeah. over. And that was, like, that's perfect. Literally perfect. That, that's kind of that's kind of the same thing with this one where like we did have like a big epilogue and we saw like where these characters ended. it was such a satisfying ending like it was a really really good ending and like characters like Negan I think that they're like really wonderful and amazing characters just so like developed and Negan has like one of my favorite arcs um but like it was it's just so it's endings are hard endings are really hard to end it in a way where it's not just everything's at peace everybody's happy happily ever end and there's also like it can be really easy to just write, write a shitty ending where like everybody dies like this was just a really well-made perfect ending and i couldn't have seen it end another way um and I really loved it. Especially one of the things I love is at the very end, the last like five or six pages is just a letter to the reader from the writer, just like explaining his thought process, explaining like everything he did, the people he thanked along the way, the whole process, uh, explaining why he, he chose to end it this way. And like, what I love is that like the writer for this one has always been really transparent, like yeah. what he's thinking and what's going on, which is just awesome. And he even talks about like just to be sure he had that perfect ending where it just dropped and no one knew uh he actually had his his writer or his artist like um create fake titles and entire issue covers as if like there was more afterwards oh my god it was he was so committed to this and it was just fucking insane and i love him walking dead the comics is great i can't recommend it enough and that's that's a very good that's a very good thing because like at the same retrospect a lot of people just like dropped off from the show and i agree like i watched the show with my friends like i wasn't really a fan of the whole zombie thing when it like hit its peak popularity but like i enjoyed watching it with my friends here and there and like i saw why they liked it and i didn't think it was terrible and, like, after, like, the first couple years, it was like, all right, I'm kind of done with this. This is kind of dumb. 
kind of like how I felt with uh, Game of Thrones. But um, moving on from that, there is... I'm looking at your list, and there's a couple on here that uh, I know of that I'm glad that you read. So why don't you go ahead and choose your next one you're going to talk about, because it's kind of funny to me. Yes. Yes. So, which one? What's the next one you're going to talk about? That's it. That's the only thing we have to do today. Um, yes, that, that's the only thing we have to do today. So okay. just so just do that for the next couple of days, and then um, and then they're going to give us a call back, or not? Not they'll give us a call back. We have to start calling them uh, at one thirty. Okay. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much. Man. No, no problem, okay. man. Just um, just yeah, yeah, just go through. Take care. Okay, if you, you have any other questions, just feel free to call me and ask. Okay. Alright, bye-bye. Sorry, I got a work phone call. <laughs> Hello? Yes, I'm here. Sorry, I got a work phone call. I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's okay. This went on a lot longer than we expected anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one... It, no, 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 but... I, I was listening to what you were saying about the... Um, when things just, like, end horribly. <laughs> And you're just really left with like a hole in your heart, and you're like, "Why did I? Why did I choose to go through with this?" Yeah, that's that's how I feel about quite a few things, but it is what it is. Yeah. But there's a couple. There's one manga on this list that I saw that you uh, finished, and I really want to hear your opinion on it. And uh, which one it is? Uh, I finished a couple mangas. Uh, it is Chainsaw Man. I love this manga, bro. bro. I love, I love this manga. This, this, and Attack on Titan are my current favorite mangas. Like current running favorite. I adore these mangas. I think that they're fucking phenomenal. Um, and Chainsaw Man is so. Fu- are you caught up in Chainsaw Man? I'm not caught up. Um, I did the same thing with Chainsaw Man that I did with uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Which, Jujutsu Kaisen, for anybody who doesn't know, is a phenomenal manga, which is basically about exorcism. But mm-hmm. that's that's something else that you guys will hear about from me later, when it comes to anime, for a reason. But uh, Chainsaw Man, I got up to a certain point, and I was like, I want to binge this. So I'm actually going to be binging it soon later on this week. But I've been keeping tabs on it. Like, I keep tabs on it because I don't care about spoilers that much. I like to read it and expl- enjoy it, but like spoilers don't kill that for me. Because I'm the type to read the Japanese spoilers before I read the chapter shoot, anyway. So. Shoot me, shoot me, um, write down a message to me right now on this Discord. And tell me what you're on. Oh, no. Tell me the last thing you read. Oh, no, I don't care. Don't don't worry about it. It's fine. Because I'm, I, it's been way too long since I've read it. Because I started it when it first started, and then I put it mm-hmm. down to pin, binge it, and then you know how that got happened. So I was like, I've been keeping ties, but I haven't started it back yet. But I know for a fact... That the quality hasn't dropped. And it's yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, bro. Okay, so so we've been talking. We've been talking. Okay, so let's first off let me explain Chainsaw Man, right? So it is about a guy who is down on his luck, and oh man, uh, like, where do I start? Where do I start? Literally, all right. Look, look, I got you. I got you. I got you. Literally, he's down on his luck. He's basically like poor, living off the streets. And he makes this friend in the middle of some crazy. No, no, wait! I don't. I don't want to get too into it. All right, I'm gonna just say real quick. Basically, it's what it sounds like. 
it's a guy who has the power to turn into a chainsaw, right? Not like he turns into an item, but his, like, physical being becomes, like, a chainsaw monster. Yep. He basically has, like, Wolverine, he basically has, like, a, he basically, basically becomes, like, Wolverine, but with chainsaws, and it's fucking insane. Um, and what I love about this manga is, I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but in the first chapter alone, I cried at the end. Bro, yo, that I still remember that scene. Like that scene was ridiculous. But like, bro, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The th the thing about that is that like it kept the same energy, but then was able to take that energy and be like, all right, we're gonna put this on a pause. But it kept you invested. Okay, because that was a hell so of a way to start it. So I, if I was the big brain YouTube analysis, I made a video. I you know maybe maybe I would make a video recommending Chainsaw Man because it's so good. Uh, I'd love it if this got an anime, um, but I think the art for this is really unique. I just, the way it's drawn, it's so pure, but dreadful in the way he draws his characters. And, like, I've never experienced, like, like horrifying imagery until, like, something intense like this. Um, it's just, there's so much dread, there's so much, like, ink involved. Um... I keep dicking around the point. Let's just talk about what what makes Chainsaw Chainsaw Man has one of the like the most fun power systems I've had in anything. So basically, um, demons can possess a human. Basically, in this world, there are different types of demons, but every demon is allocated to a specific idea or fear that humanity has, right? And that determines how strong a demon is. So the Chainsaw Demon is like kind of strong because some people are, you know, scared of getting fucking ripped in half by chainsaws. Like, you fucking have watched those horror movies, dude. Leatherface? Like, he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, and the central plot of the manga is one day, the gun demon came. And the gun demon killed basically 300, like, 300,000 people in eight seconds all over the world. Yeah. And it was just the most horrifying shit in the world and you basically are seeing like the remnants of those people and there's like a society and organization trying to find the gun demon and put a stop to him because that like the gun demon is do you know how many people die from fucking guns every year so many people are scared of them and talked about them in like not just like mass shootings but war and everything like he is a ridiculously strong demon yeah. um and it's and like what i love about these demons is that it's not just limited to like these like household items like the chainsaw or the gun or these things like that like they get really obscure like later on we get the demon of being lost and in the most recent one they talk about some demons some fears that are so primal and like they're basically the equivalent of like lovecraftian horror and it's just it's fucking batshit insane all right so i wanted to speak speak out about this because like i i know you know this because you've read both of them but the uh -huh. other one on your list is done by the same exact author. Before before we talk about that, I do want to finish Chainsaw Man real quick. Uh, I don't know if we're bouncing between the two of them. Uh, but Chainsaw Man, um, the, the power system is really just unique because it's not just them fighting demons with that. It's people will start to like make deals with these demons and they have to give something up each time. And like what they can give up is so... Think like one, one of them was like, if you use, if you use this, this, this weapon that I give you, um, 
you have you lose a uh, f- feeling. You set you lose feeling in each of your fingers, and they become numb. And I own them now. Um, so like that's one power, but the power is ridiculously strong. There's another one where it's like it's like people are sacrificing entire orphans. Another one where someone is giving up actual years of their life to use this power, and like every time they use that power, they have to sacrifice something. Yep. So it's just so interesting and unique to see all these different things come into play and kind of thing. And the characters are, are really innocent. Like, Daijin, I think that's his name, the main character. Dude, he's so innocent. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You knew like, he and was the... innocent from, like, the, from the first, ep- from the first chapter, you knew he was just an innocent kid who had bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, no, for real. Um, there's just an entire plot line of, like, he doesn't give a shit about whatever the fuck's going on. He just wants to... He wants to like touch some boobs. He he basically is just trying to live moment to moment, and it's really innocent and it's really pure. And I I can't recommend it enough. Chainsaw Man, art's gorgeous, story's gorgeous, power system gorgeous. There's like sixty chapters out right now. Uh, I really hope it goes on for a while, because um, I I guess this guy has a habit of doing short stories. But I really hope this doesn't stop anytime soon. Yeah, uh, it's probably not gonna be on. It's it's not gonna stop anytime soon. But uh, yeah, I do think. It will get an anime. I hope so. No, I hope I'm so. Pretty po- I'm pretty positive. I think it might have already been confirmed, but I'm not 100% sure. But mm-hmm. I will say it is worthy of one, and I do think it will be getting one rather soon. Yeah. Considering that Jujutsu Kaisen already got announced for one, and they started around the same time. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. This is one that uh, I read that I've been up to date with. Uh-huh. You should yeah. send me you should send me that later. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I want to So basically what this one's about is like it's another ironically both of these main characters are kind of the same. This dude lives with his uncle. He's like a he's like the the typical like physical beast kind of kind of character. Yeah. And like he's not necessarily like smart or anything. But yeah. Like he's wicked like he's wicked true to his ideals that he learned from his uncle and then his uncle dies. And, yeah. Like, he gets possessed by the, this demon. Like this demon is like supposed to be like the strongest demon ever to exist or whatever. And he gets possessed by it, and then they end up like striking a deal or something. And he's using this demon's power to exercise things now to exercise other demons. And then that's it. And it's like it, it just goes from there. And it's like the art style is really rough. Like it's like really rough really well drawn but also very gritty in the same style that fire punch is kind of but they're very similar ish mm-hmm. styles but the story and the characters are so cool to watch and listen to and just like everything about it is just great like i can't i can't rave about this enough it is getting an anime and you'll see it i don't know if it's gonna i don't know if it got pushed back because um, it doesn't even have like a real official announce date, it just got announced not too long ago. So, one of those things where, like you need to like keep your eye out for. But yeah, it's amazing, and I highly recommend it to anybody. Like it's so, it's so good, it's so good. It's got about a hundred and certain certain chapters out right now. I highly, if you get the chance, check it out and give it a read. But uh, we are gonna be wrapping this up soonish because we've been going for quite a while. So, yeah, no, I feel that. I feel it. There's uh, one more thing that I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep your hands off Azoken. And I know I butchered that title, but that's okay. Did you like uh, it? 
I I fucking I so I don't really watch a whole lot of anime recently just because like I just don't have a whole lot of time and a lot of anime isn't really for me but I started watching this one and I really like it this was really popular last season and I know a lot of people really got into it and that that's kind of what kind of drove me away because I was so sick of seeing those those girls I was fucking beyond tired of that and all the parody of the opening and stuff i actually skip the opening every time because i'm so sick of it i mean that's fine um but i started watching it and for people who don't know what this is um it's basically we follow three girls and them trying to make an anime um and the thing about i love about it is that um they each represent very real things about how animation works i'm an animation major and i'm studying to, to go into the field of animation so this is this this is especially really fun for me because it's a lot of um like like we have one character who is like a, a concept artist and what she'll do is she's basically in charge of like of like oh like i how how does this world work how did the, the machines in this world works how much like like why do, is this machine appealing so like they'll talk like she'll talk about like like uh, oh there's this um there's this ship and the characters will start pushing it to get it to start and get it started and kind of like when your car dies and you need someone to push it to help yeah um and like they just really go into the mechanics of like how everything works and they start to break down like things in animation where it's like oh well um, we we finished animating this thing. Why doesn't it work? And they talk about like, oh well, if you look at it like this, it's actually supposed to the 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 part or the machine is supposed to move like this. Um, and then it's this still does not have any impact. What else could we add? And it's like, oh well, why don't we add wind? And it will be like, oh well, you don't see wind in real life. And it's like, yeah, but in animation you can like do that. Yep. And it helps. Um, and I really enjoy that. Another one, she's like a character animator. She talks about like the body movement and really breaks that down. And it's just so much fun. And the third character... My favorite character. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she just cares about money. Uh, she doesn't give a shit about this animation stuff, but she is basically kind of the manager slash real, realism person where the other two are like, oh, we're going to make like a full full Disney Studio Ghibli movie. It's going to be like nine hours long. It's going to be super good. And she's like, no. Shut the fuck up, you mongrels. All right. If you want to make a three-minute animation, that's gonna cost you like three thousand and six hundred pictures if you do it, you know, two frames per second, right? Um, or yeah, yeah, two. Uh, yeah. If you if you animated it on twos, and it's so many, it's just so good. It's so fucking good. A, the, like, the, the biggest thing about that show that I really liked was the uh, realism. Mm-hmm. And like each character like you like you can tell that like each character has like a vivid imagination even the girl who just cares about money her imagination comes from where she's like okay realistically how much money can i make from this realistically how yeah many things that i can do and then like she's just pulling out all the stuff she literally went toe-to-toe with the entire school and was just like the school's like, you can't be doing what you're doing. She's like, you're not going to stop me. <laughs> she just did it. And it was great. I was I was so happy with her. I was so happy with her character. Like, I was just like, this child is a, basically a business. She's a business prodigy. As somebody who studied, a, who studied business in college, 
Who's yeah, I'm I'm only I'm only uh what you call I'm only four episodes in by the way so so keep that in mind. Actually, I don't even know if I watched the fourth episode. So yeah, no, she's like she's essentially like a business prodigy. You can get that from like the first episode. Like the way yeah, of course, talks, yeah, the way that she carries herself, the way that she's like able to like pretty much just be like, all right, I already have a backup plan. They're all like the other two are just like freaking out about something. She's just like it's already taken care of. And then, like, in turn, she starts freaking out on them to actually do their job. Like, and it was, like, it shows you both the creative side and then, like, how, like, it's actually managed. Yeah. And, like, you don't see that in a lot of anime. Like, from, like, series like uh, Bakuman and, um... There was... Another I'm, I'm trying to find the name of it, but there's one other anime that kind of does a similar thing where they talk about the animation process. Let me find it while uh, we're talking. I think it's, like... Baco, it's, it's it's something with like a bunch of girls where like one of them grew up and they graduated college, and they work in an animation studio and I don't remember the name of it, but um yeah, I don't remember. The, hold on, what was I don't remember the name. It's of something it? with an S. You know what? It, it's okay. It'll pop up eventually, but um I do know that there are quite a few anime manga that do do this pretty similar style, but like. Uh, Sirobaku. Sirobaku. Yes, yes, that one. Yes, yes, yes. That's a really good one if no one's ever seen that. It kind of... This is... This anime, the Keep Your Hands Off, it's more like kind of childish whimsical wonder. The other one is like what it actually means to work in an animation studio and deadlines and things like that. Yep. But like... Which is really good. At the same time, though, uh, Eikosen does like... You will get that sense like later on when you finish it. Like you'll, you'll get the sense that like this is like real stuff. And yeah, I like the way that they designed each of the characters because, and they don't really they don't really like increase the um, the main characters that much. Like the main characters don't really change. There's not too many more that get, that gets added. So, yeah, I do like how unique each character's design is because they're not just stereotypical like anime girl. No. Um, v- one thing that I don't like about this show, and this is my hot take about this show, okay. is. Every episode ends in this, like, basically the the whole thing is like, oh, the two girls are so creative, and they're imagining these real situations, but as if it was like, as if it was like in a fantasy world, right? So in the first episode, they like design this whole ship, and then the ship is being chased by these two guys, and they have to like do like a whole action sequence, and it's drawn in this like different art style, and it's really like cute, but I, I fucking hate those sections a lot. I really dislike those sections because it, it's supposed to showcase their problem solving and how creative they are and taking everyday situations and like making them not boring because they're creative people. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's the, the weakest part of the show because I just like it when they focus strictly on like the technical aspects of the show. And I feel like that trying to be whimsical and fun is not, is just kind of more boring than anything else. It just becomes a generic action scene. Yeah. Right, that's my hot take. No, Some people fine. probably love that shit. Uh, that's fine. That's that's a fair hot take. I, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, like that's it's better to have different hot takes like that. But uh, overall, I think that series is really well done. I really enjoyed it. Um, there's not much more else to say about that one. Uh, right now, like this, this is what we're all living in because of that hot mixtape. Uh. <laughs> I have nothing more to say besides you there is 
one there are two manhwas out there right now because everybody has more time on their hands if you want a manhwa to read check these out one of them is called solo leveling a lot of people have been talking about it i'm just gonna reiterate it it's really worth it it's take like take like the whole concept of like how like some isekais get their characters brought over and they're like in a video game, game kind of state this is not like that in a sense where like they go to another world they stay in their world but there is another world that's invading theirs in a sense mm. it's, it's really weird to explain because i'm terrible at explaining a lot of things but like i know my, my my other friend uh danny has been watching this or reading this rather and he recommended it to me uh so that's one i i, I do want to check out at some point uh just uh, yeah, yeah manga it's really good. I highly recommend it. And the other one's called Witch Hunters. And when I say that, I want you to think of... Um, think of Soul Eater in the sense where like they hunt like the things that they hunt, but like darker. Like this is literally like mm-hmm. these guys are hunting witches because these witches are like not from... They're not normal in the sense and they are... They're not sure, good. Yeah, they're not good people. That they're not, they're not, some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them can make, you can strike deals with some of them, you can't. But they have these, they have these things in place to like combat the witches so the world doesn't get overrun by them. Because, you know, if the world gets overrun by witches, it's all over. Yeah, yeah. And the main character is kind of douchey, but like, I like him. A lot. The art is very unique. The art is very nice, and the story is pretty good. That one has about two hundred chapters. Solo leveling has one hundred and ten right now, and it's got a second part coming out pretty soon. If you don't want to wait, it is finished as a light novel type setting online or web novel type setting. So that's it for me. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, I mean, I like. The only the only thing I have left is like I recommend Chainsaw Man, like I was talking about earlier. That's kind of the big recommendation. Um, if you want, I guess a fun YouTube video to watch. Um, a friend a friend of mine, and he's already a popular YouTuber, so I'm pretty sure people already know. Uh, his name's like Eyepatch Wolf. He just came out with a really good video, um, called like the bizarre reality of Sonic the Hedgehog, and. It was kind of a really fun video because someone like me, I grew up playing Sonic. Like I adore Sonic. I he was he was the dude with attitude, you know, he was a product of his time. And I loved him. I, I was always Team Sonic when it came to the Sonic versus Mario thing. Same. Um and that video was kind of a wake up call in the sense of there are people who are born today that play Sonic and they don't understand that Sonic wasn't always this weird cringy thing on the internet Uh, it wasn't this like meme thing like this cursed thing on the internet um especially because like it had like such a bad slew of games recently um and it just kind of talked about what sonic has become and it's a really like almost kind of disturbing video because of like the weird turn the sonic fan base took uh during the time but uh the reason i bring it up now is because like i still love sonic Sonic has kind of had like a recent renaissance these last couple years with like Sonic Mania. The current run of the Sonic comics is incredible. 
um, and really dark and really fun. And uh, the Sonic movie just came out, and I hear that's pretty good. I still haven't seen it, unfortunately, because um, it came out at a time where I was busy, and I was like, oh, I'll just go see it later. Uh, and then COVID happened, and that took away. COVID stole Sonic from me. COVID dropped a mixtape that put Sonic out of business, apparently. Put Sonic out of business, away from me, yeah. away from my blue boy. So I will say this. I will back him up on this. Uh, I did read uh, briefly some snippets of uh, the current arc in the comics. Yeah. It's, oh, it's the, ID, it's the IDW run of Sonic, by the way. It's the most recent run. It's the one that's currently going through. Uh, I just recommend reading all of it, uh, and the current arc is great. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, like that That was really good. The movie was also very good. Um, I can't stress this enough. They didn't try too hard. Mm-hmm. When I say that, they didn't try too hard with the story. They stayed true. They gave just enough to the people who read the comics in the beginning, and that was all they needed to do. And then they gave you that nice little kiss at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all you really need to do with a lot of these kind of movies. Like the fact that it sold more than Detective Pikachu should give you enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I I think Sonic's great. Uh, I know a lot of people will try and be like, you know, cringe, and I'll be like, okay, dude, that's that's, that's cool. fun. That's fine. Cr- cringe, cringe is fun, dude. If being uh, cringe is to have fun, you know, I'll be cringy whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> Alright, but that's it for this episode. Uh, I know it was kind of long, but it's the first one back. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more again, thankfully. Uh, yeah. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on again. Uh, I talked I talked your ear off a little bit on some things. Uh, that's, um, that's what this podcast is yeah. for. We're having fun. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, thanks. But my name uh, is Ali. Uh, my username, again, is six pounds of shrimp for 99 cents. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm taking a social media break from Twitter at the moment. Cause that shit will kill you. Yeah. That shit will fucking kill you, man. All right, so guys. stay safe. Stay safe. Stay away from that mixtape. Anybody who has to work in this, I pray for your safety. I hope you are able to get home and live well as much as you can. Yeah, for real, for real, definitely. Like, um, I know that you guys aren't doing this from the good of heart. You're doing this for capitalism. But like, seriously, stay safe and um. Hopefully you get the fucking money. Hopefully they're treating you well and giving you the money you deserve. Agreed. All right, guys. This is Joe's Compendium, and it's good to be back, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.